listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back the under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the work together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back the under pressure, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we back for episode 331. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what you get into this week? Uh, this weekend, uh, I got to see the new Last of Us, and uh, I caught some anime, but I didn't see too much yet, too much else. Okay. This is an anime shaping up? Uh, yeah. They, they got some pretty chill joints, um couple of uh isekai like that i really enjoyed that i really like uh one of them um another one of them is about farming um mm. another one is about uh i can dig the farming slice of life yeah yeah that one's that one's super chill i actually really liked that one and ended up picking up the manga so that one um it's just called farming <laughs> farming in another world it's pre- pretty much what that one's called it's pretty it's pretty chill very very enjoyable um there's also some power fantasy sekai with a chick who's born without magic, so she basically invented magic technology to supplement that, and it causes all kinds of problems. So <laughs> that one, that one's been pretty fun. Um, and there's, uh, I actually saw one of the the an anime from last season that was surprisingly good. It's called Bochi the Rock, and it's about uh, a kid who's very, very um, socially awkward and has a lot of social anxiety. And it's about how she started playing the guitar in order to break out of that. And it's basically her journey into forming her band and sort of like breaking out of the awkwardness. And Dope. Yeah, that one was actually pretty stellar. That one was very, very good. They that take sounds a lo- like it has a lot of real-life inspiration to it. <laughs> yeah, it does. They, they take a lot of... Um, <clears throat> They do a lot of uh, uh, pay a lot of homages to a lot of Japanese uh, um, um, rock artists as well as international rock artists and stuff. So it's really good. The music is dope, and it's a really, really endearing story about you know someone who is just <laughs> scared shitless to be around other people. So highly recommend Bochi the Rock if you're just into a slice of life about music. Yeah, sounds sounds dope. Sounds dope. That's what's up. So, uh, yeah, I didn't catch too much else either. Uh, I did watch Last of Us, which, you know, I, I like how they're filling out the backstories. Yeah. It's coming along nicely. Um, and uh, definitely on the cliffhanger that last episode la- left off on with uh, Joel getting, <laughs> getting shanked up with the broken bat. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, man, I'm not going to front. For a hot second, I thought she was actually going to leave. And I was like, damn. <laughs> damn. It's just like when Tessa told him to leave, you know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, oh, man, this that that was rough, man. But uh, then them flashing back and, and expositing on, on Ellie's love story, which, man, you know, like, it, there were so many death signals. Like, they, they you know. <laughs> She was leaving. They were both finally getting to the point where they can express themselves to each other. You know, you know, you know. They had the little falling out, but then the reconciliation. I was like, oh man, 
See, this is a little too heartfelt right now, man. Yeah. I feel, I feel like somebody's about to get bit. The whole the whole episode was like um an exercise in pulling the rubber band because it's like it's like mm-hmm. man, I feel like mm-hmm. it's gonna snap. It's, yep. I feel like it's gonna snap. Yep. I feel like it's gonna snap. Absolutely. But it's just they did a really good job of like not only balancing the tension but also delivering like a really really heartfelt scene. Now, that whole I got to give it to Riley, man. That's that's probably like the best date plan ever. Like if Bro, you know someone, yo, I was like, hey, my G, well done, my G. Stop setting the bar, bar so damn high. Feel me, my nigga. Like, that's yo, ridiculous. Finding yo, a whole son. fucking underground like plaza that you can light up to have fucking uh, your date in in the fucking apocalypse. Hell like, yeah. That was that was really well done. And everything in there to see was something like specifically for her and shit that she would fucking love. Except for the elevator. She had no idea how much nah. she would like the elevator. Yes. Or the escalator, I mean. Moving stairs, bro. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? It's, but it's, it's so funny because that's just like kids, man. You get them all the fancy toys, but it's the simplest ones that... Uh, right. That catches their most. attention, yeah. But um, yeah, dude, it was... It, uh the whole the whole uh episode i think was set up really nice um but geez you definitely felt the whole time like this this can't last this is way too happy like you don't get these kind of long stretches of 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 happiness in in these days that and she's wearing the um she's wearing the shirt that uh uh uh, you you see her in in episode one you know what i mean so Hmm. you you already knew that that like if you you, like people would have already known like oh tonight's tonight's the night there was the dramatic irony of being the audience and knowing like nah this she ain't gonna make it you know what i mean (laughs) the whole time you're kind of like rooting for her like all right maybe she's gonna make it out of it like no she's not (laughs) yeah it it was it was it was uh, really well done i like how they really um they they showed how Riley sort of uh not sort of but they showed how Riley like how she impacted Ellie's uh as a person you know what I mean like mm-hmm. uh, not only her like um appreciation for uh authority but also in the sense that she that and that uh that leader someone to guide her essentially someone she can look up to that's also strong and shit mm-hmm. and, and I really like how you can see how how that played into the Ellie that you meet at the beginning of the story. And I like that she was always a fucking foul mouth. <laughs> she was, yeah, that's definitely uh, one of her core traits. She carried that one with her from the get. And I really like what they did with the um, uh, uh, Kwong, with the with the leader dude from Fedra there. I like how oh, the, they... Uh, uh, he was uh, like a military drill instructor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably not a drill instructor. That's why I just call him the leader. I, I'm yeah, not he's, sure what he's exactly an officer, his title right? was. Because he was yeah. trying to recruit her to be an officer. Mm-hmm. But but I like how they added him and they gave that little bit of nuance to Fedra. That's like, man, you see that whole dynamic of like, you know, yeah, Fedra is like fascist species of shit. But here's a person in Fedra that's like actually. He seems like a pretty decent human being, you know. He well, seems like a pretty good guy. And that's the thing is, is like we hate the machine, but the machine is made of people, and so it's 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 that dichotomy of like, yes, there's probably some real, real big shitbags at the top of that uh, ladder, but all the way up that ladder is a bunch of people who are really actually fighting for some for something that is worthwhile, mm-hmm. and. They do have a an idea of a life that is better, and they do want that for other people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're humans. And, and so- Fedra was actually doing something. You know, like you see, 
they actually showed you what happens when um excuse me when Fedra loses control in, in um Kathleen's town. Yeah, well, yes, but there's also you know the the commune. You know what I mean? Like there's outside of Fedra <laughs> control in all respects. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, outside the Fedra control has nothing to do with Fedra. <laughs> you know, they're very, the commune yeah. is very very far away from Fedra. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I'm I'm saying that they're setting up that dichotomy because you're right. Because in some, uh, you could you know Fedra could be overthrown and then you could descend into fascism like Kathleen's, or if you have a, a you know a, a leadership status uh, a group of people that's not like that you could also have something that's different if you can break away from fedra so yeah. you know it, it, the I problem think with that is though that up in the world the problem with that is uh uh it, it creates the there's the problem of like um breaking the cycle of revenge you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. fedra is oppressing the people so when people take free break free from fedra Seldom do they ever just like chill and go back to normal, you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And see, and the problem is for uh, let's look at Kathleen's group for for example. Is like you're right. Um, the the group that Kath, the the people as they were doubling themselves, they weren't doing so bad when Kathleen's brother was in in charge because he was trying to break the cycle of vengeance, and mm-hmm. then he died, and then they empowered the Kathleen. Wrong one showed up to 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 make their entire goal vengeance to the point where they were ignoring the very obvious zomb- uh, 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 fungal threat that was underground that they were right on top of. And so, and that, yeah. that seemed to be not only Kathleen's vengeance, but also the people's as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, they were, they they were knew. right along with it. Mm-hmm. Yep, because in, in uh, at least, what was his name, Perry? Was that his name? I believe so, yeah, Perry. Yeah, the, uh, her right-hand man, if, if he was supposed to be like a, you know what I mean, um... You know, an allegory for the the will of the 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 people under her. He very much represented them as if they were behind her vengeance, and that's you know yeah. we have to create systems that don't empower that. You know what I mean? Because boy, oh boy, you know what I mean. If you empower the right one, you get you know what what Michael, her brother, was trying to do. Then you empower the wrong one, and then you get a complete devolution of the system to the point where you're just getting your head ripped off by bloaters. <laughs> and just as importantly, don't get swept up in the fervor. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's easy to create that system if if all that bad shit never happened. Yeah. But if that bad shit does happen, mm-hmm. be sure not to get swept it, up in the fervor because that's what leads <laughs> to that sort of thing. It's hard to it's hard to get a bunch of people to think rationally when mm-hmm. they're hopped up on fucking adrenaline and righteous indign- indignation. You're right, and I think that that's why the commune was able to be successful because they didn't take the bloody route. They didn't overthrow Fedra. They left. Yeah. You know what you know I mean? So they, they just created their conflict. own shit completely independent of Fedra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good points. But yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. The world building behind this show is really, really great, man. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, I, I, I think like that's that, some um, of the benefits of, of building a world in a setting that is, you know what I mean, in modern times because most of the world's building is done for you. So we just get to fill in stuff. But yeah, what were you about to say? I like how um, the the speech by Kwong was so good that Ellie was Ellie was starting to repeat that shit later on to Riley. Yeah, <laughs> we can change it together, you know. Yeah, we can be the change. He's like, Nah, son. That nigga said I'm about to be cleaning shit for the rest of my life. Yeah, I'm good. Fuck that. Fuck all of that. And and I guess that's um, it's funny because uh, you remember in in uh, Pale Blue by in the military academy. They were talking about how they like to think that they push the, the, the cadets, but never to the point of 
them breaking. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, my man Quan didn't realize, like, oh, he pushed her till she broke, bro. She's like, you clean shit? The rest of my life, you got my whole life fucked up. Is what you got. Not a plan. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, yeah. And so, yeah, it's funny because oh. watching the, the military academy life kind of uh, has threads that, whether it's 18th century Civil War era or whether it's post-apocalyptic Fedra, the military academy has a lot of the same uh, problems, you know? Yeah, man. You never wanna, you ne- you never wanna make it seem hopeless to someone, cause then you know, like you, like you always said, if you give them shitty choices, it just makes it, the right kind of people just make their own choices, bro. It's like, all right, sh- clean shit forever, or f- try whatever anything else. All right, bro. Well, most I'm people try who are acclimated else. to society given reasonable choices will just take the choices that they're given, and that's why it's you're right. It's never a good idea to to give people a whole slew of bad choices because they really are amenable to taking any good choice you offer them. But if you give them no good choices, uh, you're going to have a hard time. You're just, you're heightening the chances of them not choosing any of your choices. Pretty much. That's the thing with people, man. Sometimes if you can find the right, right person, you can push them forever. But most people have a breaking point. Once you get them to that breaking point, it's just like, I don't really give a fuck what happens. It's like, it's just, I just demand satisfaction. Yeah, and uh, in the post-apocalypse, people have a lot of shit that's already pushing them to the brink, so you don't really need to be adding some some, uh, ultimatums that don't feel like they're they're in their best interest, because in this environment, everybody's right there. You know what I mean? Or at least I would assume so. Riley made that choice, son. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, that actress... um, why does she seem super familiar? Like she was in something else recently. Um, mm-hmm. That, that I was watched. my first time seeing her. She was very good. Yeah, she did a great job. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm 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 very much interested, uh, invested in in pretty much all of the the storylines and the backstories. So it's very uh, it, it's a mixed bag. You know, when they do a whole episode of flashback, because yeah. you're like, all right, that was dope. I like how but they definitely better it. see what's going on, man. Is Joe gonna make it back to Tommy? So that because if he makes it back to the commune, I think they'll be able to resuscitate him. He's not going back to the commune. Yeah, dang it. <laughs> I like how they did a good job of like tying that um her her flashback to the current episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you knew that um you knew the reason why she stayed with Joel is because. I mean, I guess as you can infer from both the title and the ending and the fact that Riley's not around anymore, that, you know, she left someone behind before in the past. So in this time, you know, she's not going to leave Joel behind. And uh, I, I like how they did a good job of, like, tying that shit together. Yeah, you know, um, so I, you don't think he's going to make it back because we got a couple more episodes left, yo. Joel, oh, I, I, yet? I'm not, I don't think he's going to die. I just, oh, think, I just okay. don't think they're going to backtrack to the commune. Oh, okay. Dang. So, so what was the whole result of them going to that Fedra complex? Like, was it just a complete waste of time? To which Fedra complex? The one that they went to in that yeah, city? Yeah. yeah, it was abandoned. They found out that the... They had um, moved, right? So are they yeah. going to try to try to find the where they moved to? Because they found the manifesto and all that stuff. Did, did they see where they were going? I'm not sure. He saw a sure. map or something of that sort that looked like it yeah. had pins on it. That he saw back. a map and certain things. I'm not sure what Joel put piece together in that moment, but he, um, uh, presumably he's still going to go after them. Yeah, but yeah, dang. 
but I think he should go back to the commune to at least, you know what I mean, patch up. But you're right, Joel's a fucking... That man is a soldier, bro. Like, nah, I'm good. I'm not bleeding out right now. I'll heal as I walk. Yeah. But yeah. it's not so much what he should do. It's what, you know, the stat, the narrative will allow. True. And so, yeah, uh, definitely interested to see what their next step is going to be. Uh, and so, what is that? Episode 7? How many episodes is in this season? I believe uh, this season has 10 episodes. Okay, yeah. So, all right, we got a decent amount more to, to, to see. I'm pretty sure... sure um, feel like joel's gonna die at the end of the season <laughs> i feel like that's gonna be the thing and then we're gonna watch ellie try to push on but we'll see we'll see i'm anxious like it, it, they, they've done a great job thus far so whatever they present should be should be dope but yeah uh other than that ah, man we still haven't seen um ant-man have you no i was probably gonna catch it this weekend okay dope all right so yeah we'll try to we'll try to see see what we could do uh for next episode with that because uh, there's supposed to be some movement in the in in the MCU, so definitely looking forward to see what those steps are going to be. But um, yeah, other than that, uh, not too much else going on. So yeah, let's just go ahead and jump into some of these topics. So um, you've been have you been following the Final Fantasy 16 information? Uh, no, not really. Oh man, you you're you're into the the action RPG joint, right? Like the the Devil May Cries and 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 those kind of games. Yeah, bro. So. It looks like that's going to be the general uh, uh, turn for Final Fantasy moving on into the future, which I always thought um, that was going to be the case because when um, there was some, um, I'm not sure if it was Matsuno, but it was one of the, the, the big early um, Final Fantasy developers uh, was doing an interview, and he always talked about how their decision to choose the format that they were making the games in was mostly due to technical limitations more so than a desire to make a game directly in that format. So I always thought that the evolution of what was happening in, in, in the Final Fantasy uh, mainline games uh, combat systems was generally going to happen. That, that was always going to be part of the plan. You know what I mean? Like, it was never meant to stay in that turn-based format. But I guess, you know, in the general fandom's mind, the uh, JRPG genre that they had situated Final Fantasy in, one of the mainstays of it was that turn-based style. You know what I mean? And it wasn't it that wasn't founded that was just something that they had put onto the the stipulation because even in his most in the most recent um final fantasy 16 promo runs um uh yoshi p in his interviews um one of the uh the interviewers uh it's it's a really popular um video game vlogger named uh skill up uh asked him about progress in the jrpg genre and i think the the yoshi p took the question a little bit somewhere where he wasn't even intending but he made some comments about how like you know the what a lot of people talk about as jrpgs is actually this just the style of the individual development team or the head developer being expressed in that you know in that game you know it's not really 
part of the genre, like the whole JRPG thing, especially when it started, was actually starting to become like a stigma on on uh, Japanese games. And it was really interesting. But um, yeah, I think all of that leads into the most current um, iteration of Final Fantasy 16, where it has taken a heavy action RPG turn, which it looks dope. I'm not even going to lie. Like, as somebody who sucks at action RPGs, who absolutely would prefer a turn-based game just because that's my preference of playstyle, boy, oh boy, man, they did a 45-minute gameplay dump. That shit looked amazing. I think that... I, I yeah, and and I know it only. I think that the uh, the platform exclusivity for PS Five is only going to be a year, if I remember correctly. I could be mixing up my information with something else, but I'm pretty sure it's only supposed to be a year, and then it'll open up for other platforms. Boy, am I looking forward to that because I don't know if I'm going to have a PS Five, but this game looks really fucking good, man. Oh, and then the story seems very. I Clive looks like a very compelling main character. The world that they're building seems really interesting. The side characters that they've introduced so far, from Sid to Benedictus to um to Joshua, all look really, really cool. Like, man, it's 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 shaping up, man. It, it I think that it's gonna it's it's definitely gonna be a hit, man. And 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 that's coming from somebody who I, I, I'm not probably going to be very good at the game. And one thing that I did kind of... I'm I'm looking... I, I got to wait to see how it comes out is, is they talked about how, you know, they they are aware that a lot of fans of the, of the series aren't into the action RPG elements. And so they're going to have, like, a a story-based mode where the the combat is, is simplified drastically. And then they're going to have the the regular uh, action RPG mode. I was like, ah, I, I the way they described what the uh, what the um the simplifications of the combat system are going to be seemed like it's just going to turn it into like a one button press system, which kind of I think loses some of the of the uh like amazing diversity that you can set up with the combat system that they have because um from the way that they explained it and what we saw in the the video it's like Clive can equip the move sets of three dominant or or three icons um and then use uh the, the different buttons to modify his face buttons to mix up combos and stuff like that and it looked really cool and the way that they uh, described it is that you just mash X uh, with the uh, with the simplified version, and it'll just choose the best move in the combo set or something of that nature. But it, I was like, dang it, I don't want it that simple. I would have just like maybe the enemies to be not so difficult and spongy, maybe. But um, we'll see. We'll see how that turns out because they might for the um, normal combat mode they might have also difficulty settings within that, which would be dope. I would probably like to play it in normal combat mode. But yeah, man. The the graphics are gorgeous, man. They they look like they're fully utilizing and that and not for nothing, I could I can understand why they would want the primary play experience to be on the most powerful machine. Because 
that game looks like it needs the uh the resources it looks it looks like and and given all of the complexity of what's going on in combat with that really high um graphical uh quality and from the uh the reviewers who played the the 45 minute um gameplay uh section that they put out said that they there was no uh frame rate drops or issues with re- resolution resolution throughout so they got it running and so yeah man it looks it looks amazing um that would see it would be that that's like a, a platform launcher you know what i mean that's a game that you want <laughs> on on launch day for your platform that gets units out the door but now, i guess nowadays it doesn't matter scalper is going to buy own shits anyway so <laughs> you're going to make your sales goals but on those units but um yeah this game looks extraordinary um so yeah i'm definitely looking forward to that but yeah man the the interviews with yoshi p i think were were really illuminating um i think that uh definitely if if you're into uh video game design they're worth listening to you know because just his opinions on on the industry and and genres in general were well worth the listen you know they he he was really he was really spitting some fire you know what i mean and shout out to that translator cuz that nigga what he had to he was he was uh he was definitely like bridging a lot of cultural bound uh barriers with the uh with the interviewers cuz it was like an international crowd of interviewers and he was trying to and he was translating everything um over to the team and so yeah that was that was really cool <clears throat> um Moving on from that, so, geez, it looks like Forspoken didn't do too hot. It it really, uh, I think it's a, a, a real demonstration of how narrative failings can really ruin the experience of your game. Because Forspoken had a lot of good things going for it. Um, it's just it was not enjoyable to experience any of those things. Or I shouldn't say it wasn't. There was... <clears throat> the 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 personality of the of the main character made it very difficult to enjoy those things because she was complaining for a significant portion of the game through all of the things that you're supposed to be enjoying and just that that sets a terrible tone because when everything i've seen of the game and everything that the people uh, who've played it have said about it, you know, you think that you have a solid game on your hands from the gameplay to the general atmosphere of the world to the setting and all that stuff. It's really just the main character. And unfortunately you experience the main character through a hundred percent of your gameplay experience. And so it has an outsized, uh, ability to, to, either enhance or detract from a gameplay experience and so yeah you know and 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 it i i feel bad because it feels like there was a good performance put into the character it was just directed poorly you know what i mean like if you're doing everything you're told to do but you're not being told to do the right things yeah unfortunately the that lands on that that's going to partially land on you as the person who delivered the performance. And that's the part that I feel bad for because I think that the actress who who played Frey, the main character, she did a good job. 
you know, she delivered all of those lines that they gave her believably and with emotion. It's just, it didn't, you know, the direction, the way it was put together in the game didn't come off well. And so, yeah. So anyway, I say all that to say, Luminous is uh, packing it up. Luminous Studios, <laughs> which was um, the studio created to do Final Fantasy fifteen, So they were started, gosh, almost a decade ago. And I think this is what their second game they put out. And so, uh, yeah, with Final Fantasy fifteen, I think, would say I would say had positive reviews, but I wouldn't say overwhelmingly positive reviews. And most of it came from um, the lack of completion on launch, and pretty much that's it. Because a pretty uh, a lot of what I've seen from it is that the resulting DLC really did a ton to flesh out the game. And so, yeah, with them taking so long to uh, put out a game that initially came off as incomplete. And then to put out their next game that went to middling to poor reviews, Square Enix is like, guys, <laughs> we got better uses of your skills, man. Shut it. I'm shutting down the studio. Shutting down the studio, bro. So I get some real Cambodia breast milk in bro, this bitch. Bro, some sugar cookies, bro. Bro, that shit was... It was it's understandable. But that the part that sucks is that Forspoken... Forspoken flopped because of some very and it, it flopped from for some very obvious reasons. And it sucks when you go out on something like that. You know what I mean? Like it would have been it would have been one thing if like they couldn't get out workable good games. That's not their problem. They seem to have a major like resource budgeting and time efficiency issue. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I'm just speaking from the outside. But whatever their issue is, it it wasn't producing terrible games. It was just producing games that weren't fully baked. And the direction is the part of Forspoken that was underbaked because they put so much time and effort into everything else. And so, you know what I mean? Like, Final Fantasy XV just needed more development time to finish the systems that they had. You know, and so, man, it sucks to see Luminous Studios go under when, honestly, they just needed to be managed properly. It feels like it feels like Studio uh, Luminous Studios had a big time management issue, and Square Enix just wasn't willing to put the time and effort into figuring that part out. And they're like, you know what, guys, we're done, shutting down the studio. But yeah. We'll see what the, well you know, and the good thing is is that their talent's not getting fired or anything. We'll see more from those from those developers. We'll just we won't be able to see them make games um with the kind of freedom that they had at Luminous Studios. But yeah, that's I mean that's the general uh uh air of what, what these these big time um software studios are doing. It's like, yo, we cutting losses, bro. We not we not we not pushing these these studios with these huge overheads and great salaries just to put out half baked games, which, I mean, it's kind of their fault in the first place, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but you know, we all know shit rolls downhill. So uh, unfortunately, that's where that's gonna land. Show me they weren't important enough to be saved. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, moving on from that, um, 
man, so there's been some stuff going on uh, on on the international scene. Um, man, Israel has ramped up a lot of their movements into uh, in, into Gaza. That that situation is 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 getting so bad that even American diplomats are like, guys, guys, guys. Um, can you at least say you're not going to do it? We don't care if you actually do it, but you can't be having your 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 representatives on the national international stage talking about you really need to wipe these people out. Like that doesn't it doesn't sound good. You know what I mean? Like and man, it I don't know. I can't help but feel like a lot of the brazenness that's coming from places like Israel and 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 other nations is a direct result of the brazen nature of what America's doing in 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 the uh the war in, with Ukraine and Russia. You know? You're out here brazenly giving billions of dollars of weapons to this country when you know the, the conflict is showing no sign of of de-escalation on the side of Ukraine like you know if that's the case, if you guys aren't even going to 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 represent decorum in that matter, then who cares what we do? You know, if if, if Israel wants to run roughshod over over Gaza Strip, why? You know what I mean? Like, if if China wants to to take over Tibet or Taiwan, who's to stop them? And America's over here fomenting war. You know, and that and that's part of the reason why it's it's so important to like yo we got to have some kind of you know if there's no international order let me tell you like it's always been a farce but that farce kept a lot of uh people from openly doing the things that today you know they're willing to do man and it, it it's a shame man cuz in the end it's it's one thing to talk about like you know policies and lofty ideals but you know people are dying over there you know like the people in gaza are under direct attack it's not like israel is is you know pulling the american uh deal of just like economic disenfranchisement and all of that stuff like no they're outright sending military people in to kill them you know like it it, it, it it's a it's a shit deal and Unfortunately, you know, it would it it wouldn't be so bad if America wasn't so prolific in sending aid to to Israel in places that that commit stuff like this, and that's what I mean. It, it, and and it kind of implicates people. You know, you pay tax money into a system that then utilizes it in in no small part to terrorize people around the world. It's 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 real shit. You know, but yeah. Just it, it's one of those things that you you know you, you hate to see it, but that's why it's always good to at least be aware of, so that you know when you do actually participate in whatever uh, uh, political uh, end of the political system you want to, at least make sure that the representatives and delegates that you that you choose to to vote for or or, or support have a policy on this because. It will it will come to them to vote on stuff like this and you know uh, things of that nature and we need to try our best to to do what very little we can to to not support this because it's crazy whenever 
you know, an Israeli politician comes over to the States and, you know, our politicians kowtow to them and they give them billions and billions of dollars to then go about, you know, uh, a military occupation of a, of, of a people that they took land from, you know, it's, it's really, it's really bad news, but yeah, that really, that really stuck out, um, recently. And then th- this one was, was, was interesting. So did you hear that they, they had, uh, they found new evidence of the origins of COVID. <laughs> no. So, so <laughs> evidently, uh, there's new evidence. But the first thing that struck me is because, of course, anytime I hear a news being reported about this, I'm like, all right, first let's see who's talking to us. You know what I mean? And so in the reporting, they were like, the Department of Energy. And I was like, wait, the Department of Energy? What is their information gathering uh, 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 department doing finding information about the origins of Wuhan? Uh, I'm sorry, the origins of, of COVID. And then, of course, their report um, is claiming that it does have uh, uh, ties back to the, um, the, the um, bio uh, research facility in Wuhan. And I'm just like, wait a second, wait a second. Why is the Department of Energy involved in this? And where is the international community on this? What is going on right now? Like, it seems, it seems like, yes, they're ratifying something that seems kind of obvious in the beginning. But at the same time, I'm very skeptical of the messenger. Because the Department of Energy, I mean... That's a domestic, you know what I mean, uh, 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 branch of the government. They don't have a whole lot of, uh, of ties to international affairs other than importing in energy resources. Why are they over here weighing in on the origins of COVID? I don't know. But everyone's reporting it as if it's, it's supposed to be, you know what I mean, uh, 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 relevant news. And so... I'm interested to see where that goes, but it, it it always, I mean, obviously it's struck to any reasonably minded person that if there's a, a, a bio-research facility very close that studies and research this very same ver- thing that has been shown that the researchers talked about producing this very same type of, of, of pathogen, hey, you know, in all likelihood, might have something to do with it, but... I would, I'm more interested to see if if it comes out that this is like some kind of uh, remnants of 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 somebody in the uh, Department of Energy who was a Trump holdover that was like, hey, hey, see what we could do over here to to stir the pot a bit. Nah, you know, bro, his cousin Ronnie told him he worked on the pipes over in Wuhan. Oh, he worked he worked on the pipes over in Wuhan. Yeah, he heard heard it firsthand from the scientists, bro. Cause they always uh they they, they got the inside scoop, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, my cousin Ronnie, he speaks both Mandarin and English flawlessly. Yeah. Interestingly said. <laughs> like uh, you know, unfortunately, we live in a weird information environment where you can't take anything. You can't take anything as especially coming from government officials after the Trump administration. You can't take it take can't take it seriously. You know, you need to have 
as much fact checking as much fact checking coming off of those guys as anyone else when unfortunately you used to think that they were the ones you can go to for fact checking you know you used to think that like okay national resources are 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 only brokering and information that is that is verifiable nah not not after not after trump started hiring people and that man was hiring people like crazy Ah oh, man, it it makes it so much more difficult to to just be an informed citizen. That's the worst part. Is like, you know, all all of the bullshit aside, it's like, in the end, after all is said and done, and those guys aren't around anymore, it just makes the whole thing more difficult for the average person to be an informed citizen because they still have to deal with the remnants of all of the of the misinformation that was being pumped around and 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 forced down people's throats really because like. You know, like when 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 Trump was in office, there was there was uh you know you uh there was uh memos from in the EPA like you can't talk about you know um divesting from oil and all of this stuff and it's like but we really should be doing that and we should be talking about what the logistics of that are, especially as you know the same way we had to do with like you know uh, coal and so forth. It only makes sense that our major uh, 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 federal institutions talk about that, but no, they couldn't. You know what I mean? And so, you, even internally, you know, the the things that they can talk about it were restricted. And so, what are the ramifications of that going forward? It's not like they're going to go back and 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 change everything. And so, yeah, uh, one of these days, one of these days, we'll have a real country again, hopefully. Hopefully it doesn't require the breakdown of everything to get <laughs> to get to a place where we can build back soundly. But yeah, you know, we'll be dealing with the ramifications of of the 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 corruption that was the Trump presidency like you know, there you know, there's always been an underlying like disregard for the populace from the government. But it was always going in generally in one direction. But when Trump was in there, man, he added a different type of corruption. And we're gonna be, and and it was one of the social fabric, honestly. You know, there was no more decorum, there was no more agreeance on like the 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 breadth and width of the information that they were gonna be be drawing upon. No, he was just drawing on pure fantasy and injecting that into people's mind as if it was fact. Bro, you're just mad because he had the biggest inauguration crowd of all time. You feel me? He's just mad, my. And nigga. there's people who stand on the kind of shit that he says, like, <laughs> and that's what's—it's so crazy watching what's going on with Fox News right now because they live in a total other world, as if they weren't the people who were helping him do this. It's sick, bro. It's that double speak, son. I mean, somebody had to make the Ministry of Truth at some point. Man, and it's crazy, like. Like Fox, and, it, and it's like we haven't. It's like no one's ever seen um, V V is for Vendetta. Like it's so crazy. Like they were parroting Fox, and Fox sounds crazier than what they were doing in that movie. It's so it it blows my mind how many times you'll see like an old movie that's like supposed to be parroting something that's supposed to be extreme in their own social environment, and then we fast forward to today, and we are far more extreme than the things that we were looking at in movies that were supposed to be extreme. And I'm just like, whoa, dude. 
it's it's happening so fast like it doesn't even take 10 20 years anymore you know like look at movies like bullworth and um wag the dog where we would never expect those kind of things to happen and then there's real life occurrences of those kind of things happening whether it's uh uh in bullworth it, it's pretty much a parody of not a, a satire of the kind of stuff that led to Donald Trump. And in Wag the Dog, it was pretty much what happened in Iraq. They fomented a fake war. You know, like, it's 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 crazy, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's how Are these movies predicting the future, or are humans just not that creative and we, we recreate the shit that we see? No, it's, it's a cautionary tale that people ignore. If we... See someone like you see someone drinking death on a table, you'd be like, Hey, yo, get off the table, you might fall. If they fall, it's not because you predicted the future, it's just <laughs> you read the tea leaves, <laughs> you, you feel me? You just you gave me all the it's, signs, it's, it's cause and effect. Like, art, artists have been trying to enlighten people to the shit in their heads for fucking since art was a thing, you know what I'm saying? It goes hand in hand, <clears throat> man, and and and. Yeah, it, I just have a problem, you know what I mean? Like, I personally, like, I, I like to, to take warnings. And it's so funny to to live in a society of people who walk face first into the wall every time. Every time. And I'm, I'm just sitting back like, yo, these niggas, I, I don't think they're going to learn. Like, I don't, I, I don't think they're going to stop. Some people don't learn and some people don't stop. Man, I just wish that it, it the, all, you know, all of their fuck ups didn't culminate into the ruining of the very things that that we kind of all share. You know what I mean? Like their their continued ignorance and inability to think critically will destroy governance at large. And it's like, ah, I kind those. It was kind of working. It was kind of working. It wasn't great at what it was doing, but it was kind of working. But if we just neglect it, it definitely ain't going to work. It's definitely only going to get worse. You know what I mean? And it's been neglected. The whole idea and 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 institution of governance, I mean... I mean, I don't think it's being neglected. I think it's being actively dismantled. It's it's being um very attentively paid attention. You feel me? Attention to by people who want to take it apart. You're absolutely 100% right. And it... it it's crazy because the people who are trying to dismantle it benefit from it. They wouldn't be able to dismantle it if it did not exist. That very system they are dismantling is what is empowering them. I just don't. It's isn't that wild? It's like uh, I don't know, man. I I don't know of any reasonable analogy for what they're doing. It's sort of like alcoholism. Alcoholism, you know. It's like you know it's destroying your liver, but. You know, it's just so good when it touches your lips. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Running the government into the ground just feels so good. I can't stop. You know I can't mean? stop. <laughs> Those guys are making a ton of money, and when money defines much of life in this society, that's sort of all the motivation they need. Wow. And of course, to hear people talking about them, some people really, really like that shit. Dang. It's like they they created a coalition of people with the shittiest motivations in the country and were like, all right, you guys want to run shit? And they were like, of course. Of course we want to run shit. Are you kidding me? Let's rig the game, guys. 
<laughs> the first thing they went to do. But yeah. And that's usually what you do, man. When you when you get into a good position, I mean, it's like playing Mario Kart, man. When you get in first position, what do you do? You protect your fucking first position. Yeah, you feel yep. me? You don't. You, you get you all don't the get boxes first position and then put the brakes on. Nah, you 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 get into number one and you go ham and you make sure don't nobody ever 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 gets close to number one. It's this is basically how the game works. Yeah. Yep. You got you got to have the Mario Park Mario Kart politics right there, bro. If if you're not playing a game with the Mario Kart politics, you're bound to lose. Yeah, then you're probably getting beamed in the head with a fucking turtle shell. Mm-hmm. Not even a blue shell, cause you ain't gonna be in first. <laughs> you just getting hit with regular. You get sniped shows. with the red ones. <laughs> just getting hit with regular ass red shells. Just to be spiteful, like I'm. I mean, I'm in the lead. I'm in front of you, but I'm still gonna beat you in the face with a with a you, shell. You knew that the, the 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 devs behind Mario Kart were assholes when they gave you the option of putting the item in front of you or oh, behind man. you. It's like, oh, I could put it behind me, a word, so I could win more. I love God. that. <laughs> when I was um, when I was playing Crashy Racy, that was my shit, bro. Because you could drop the um, some of the crates in the air. So when you're going over jumps, you just drop a crate in the middle of the fucking Yes, air. yes, I remember that. Yes. And yo, and you could put the fake Mid crates jump. like right in the middle yes. of the what yes. And people would jump like, yo, got it. Boom. Nope. Me? Yes. Some people don't want to win win the race by outskilling you. Some people want to win the race by making you quit. Some people want to win the race by sending you to the hospital. You know what I mean? All, all types of different players in this game. Yeah, and they—they're all in the, and the worst ones are all on the same team. <laughs> that's that's, so that's true. The, the, all, that's, that's so and that's true. what America did. It's like they didn't separate the teams of the asshole players. That's like what a parliament does. That's well, why a parliament has like a, so many different parties, and it's like you'll separate all the assholes though. Do nah, not nah. let them coalesce. See, they, they didn't make rules against them separating. They they came together on their own. You feel me? Birds of a feather type shit. Well, yeah, they made no see because they didn't make any rules to prevent them from exactly. doing it. Exactly. <laughs> and the few rules they did have, they fucking dismantled the fight. Like none of the ethics committees do do shit these days. You know what I mean? No, those they, ethics they, committees. They created no. them. And people were like, oh, that's in the way. Let's get rid of that. <laughs> and and you know what it is, is that they they found multiple multiple win conditions to the game. You know what I mean? It's it's like a, a, a magic player who is like, damn, can't attack your life total. Just going to erase your deck then. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, because what it is, is like those ethics committees I mean, exist. Yeah, and they couldn't no, unexist yeah. them. So what did they do? They just made them be able to exist with zero teeth. Yep. So now it's just like, oh. I'm just going so to hire... just to yell at you? Now I'm just the, the, the mall cop with a flashlight? I see you. Yeah. I see what you're doing over there. You're going to hire your homeboys to fucking... Uh, to... <laughs> hey, hey. I'm going to need you to go over there and make sure that I don't break any of the rules. Wink, wink. Got it? All right. Wink, wink. For sure. Nudge, nudge. Whatever you do, make sure I don't break the rules. All right, I'll see you later. <laughs> uh, What are the rules again? Don't worry about that. We'll be on top just, of just it. Just make wait, sure wait, I'm not breaking them, whatever they are. Well, and see, and 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 that's what a lot of people don't understand about the primary, the primary reason that somebody uses nepotism rather than get somebody who is skilled in their industry is primarily to cover up their own malfeasance, and it is a way of de-skilling a certain labor force at the higher ends to make sure that they don't enforce regulations. 
So when you when you're at a job and you're like, how the fuck did this guy become a manager? It's because they needed someone who did not know the rules in that position to not to 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 not hold them accountable when they were breaking the rules. And then either they're perpetuating that into the future and they need them to stay there or once they were done that person was there and it's like now we're stuck with them until he fucks up and gets fired you know what i mean but that's how it happens you know what i mean like gosh man and 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 that's why like cabinet appointments are so bad that they're unelected because what they end up being like with a person like trump is you get fucking jared kushner ivanka trump don jr and it wasn't Eric in were they I don't think they put Eric in there, right? That guy, he has like mental issues. Like they didn't put Eric in there. Leave but, Eric but alone. With, <laughs> yeah, Leave him alone. But they put they end up with a bunch of their family members at the highest level who are now all under investigation for fucking up everything that they touched. Everything. It, it's it's a shame, you know? And the worst part about it is it's like uh, no one stops to say, you know what? Can can you know and and the people when I say no one is supposed to be one of the like you know uh, two hundred senator a uh, hundred senators or four hundred and change House of Representatives someone in those two chambers is supposed to be presenting a bill that represents the people's best interest you know like hey you know what the cabinet appointments maybe you get to choose a group of people but you don't get to choose who it is because. That singular choice leads to far too much nepotism, and unfortunately, once you get a shit bag like Trump in power, and they have no fucking uh, 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 compunction towards what they're doing, you get filled up with their family, or you get a fucking what's happening now, where you have a bunch of representative politics in there. You got a bunch of people who represent an identity politic who aren't doing their fucking job. What from Kamala Harris to Pete Buttigieg, they're not doing fucking good jobs. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. But you know, what are you gonna do? It, it, all I could do is, is is scream into the ether and hope that someone hears it and changes their ideas about you know what they do out uh, when they exercise their votes because. This shit is it. It's it's super important, um, but they've made it unimportant in people's lives by disempowering them. You know what I mean? By you know disenfranchising them and 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 propagandizing them by telling them that you know there's nothing you could do about it. You know there's that this is what your vote means when it's like no man. It only means that if the representatives that that we have to choose from don't represent any other types of politics. You know and I don't know. That's that's just wistful thinking. I can imagine in a, at least in a country like America where you know we don't get taught in school early that even if you don't care about it, it's part of being a citizen. And so while no one expects you to organize your entire life about it, having thoughts and opinions about it are important. And you should be able to talk and think about them in reasonable manners with other people cuz it 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 ultimately is a social endeavor. You know, like, part of the issue is that people want to have individual insular politics as if politics is something that doesn't include other people at all times. There's no such thing as the politics that only I abide by. That's not politics, you know what I mean? Politics is something that that 
it, especially in a democratic society that's supposed to have ideals like popular sovereignty and all of this, it's something that we all need to learn to engage with. But we've, you know, our schools have failed to teach us that at the earliest levels, you know. And so then you get you get you get people who go through the entire school system who grow up to be fucking politicians like Marjorie Taylor Greens who have no fucking knowledge. They haven't never thought about it. Like I doubt that she's ever seriously thought about politics before she became a, a congresswoman. Before that, she probably only passingly talked about politics as much as she heard about it on Fox News and never stopped to really develop her own ideas and thoughts about it critically. And and that that is a failing of our school system and our politicians are a byproduct of that because the failings of the school system didn't start in 2020. They they've been happening since the early 90s. And Wendy Marjorie Taylor Greene ain't that old even though she looks like a fucking leather rug. The bitch ain't that old. You know, she went through the school system when it was fucking crumbling. You know, when it was being gutted of all of the information, you know, we're seeing just the worst part of it now where it's gotten to the ethnically diverse parts of the curriculum. But the parts about civil service and how to be a good citizen have been been gutted out of the, the school systems. And so, you know, you have, you know, politicians like her talking about a national divorce as if that's not fucking civil war, as if trying to foment a civil war is not sedition when you are a politician. You see what I'm saying? Like. It's this kind of political ignorance that allows people like that to not only become politicians, but then to take their national podium and not even, and unironically talk about a national divorce as if this country hasn't been through civil war before. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy, dude. Like, we're starting to get the, the, the real ramifications. Like, everybody talked about, hey, you can't, can't, can't ditch education, can't ditch education. Like, yeah, you know, you know, Lack of knowledge throughout the general public is one thing because people will educate themselves on whatever is important in their lives and whatever they use to, to garner a living, and they can do that. But when the lack of education starts to stem into the infrastructure into such a way that people on political uh, uh, the political level are uneducated and they are representatives of millions of people, then, you know, now we're starting to see the real ramifications of it. It starts out as a seed. When you stop teaching the children, it grows into a fucking full-blown maniac having, you know, representative control over a huge constituency and able to spew out dumb shit like, we need a national divorce between red and blue. Like, that's literally, like, yo, my G, she called for civil war. Like, and, 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 and it's like... It, it's not semantics what what she's doing. She's it's called a dog whistle. You know what I mean? Like and and they let Trump do it and they fucking killed four people on January 6th, you know? Like I don't know. This this country is at some point going to have to acknowledge what it's doing to itself. You know, or else you know, we're just going to watch them dance on the table. And that's you know, I'm usually fully well willing to let an individual lead themselves to their own de demise. That's on an individual level. That's part of your right to life is the right to be self-destructive to some degree, but I don't want to see that happen on a societal level. And so that's why I think so, so much about this because it, it's something that we should try at very least what we can do to avert because that shit is, 
it's sad. It's and and you know, I just I can't imagine how this isn't more of an issue to the average person when you see people on you know, you could think she, you know, I could have all the negative things to say about Marjorie Taylor Greene that I want. She is a person of influence and power. People elected her to that position again and again. I think that she won re-election. I don't think this is her first term, you know? Um, it might be. I might be wrong about that. But nonetheless, people have elected her. You know what I mean? And so I don't believe in the genocide. I don't believe in a national divorce. I don't believe in civil war, you know? Or I believe that we should try to avert it. Not that I don't believe that it exists. I believe we should try to stay away from it. You know what I mean? And so we have to acknowledge that there is a constituency, one that has proven to be very violent and active, that is calling for this. And the and the lack of, of direct attention that this receives it's just indicative of of the apathy that's going to lead this country down, you know, to to watch itself dance itself off the table. You know, and 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 that was a great analogy that you brought up because this it, it fits so perfectly. <laughs> you know, you're just watching this drunk ass country dance on the table and you're just like, "My dude, my dude." I'm not saying don't have a good time. I'm saying don't fucking hurt yourself because if you fall and you throw up and you spray and vomit everywhere. You're going to get it all over me. And I just prefer not to be vomited on. It's a party foul, bro. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, and it's an easily averted party foul. Like, we could, we, we're all agreeing right now that we bro, don't want you to do this. Just get off the table, bro. <laughs> just get up. No. Nobody's saying you can't dance. Just don't dance on the table. Turn down for what? Is that Pretty what? Much. Was that, was that your response? Much. Turn down for what? Oh, okay. 100%. All right, and then there you have it. It ain't you know dancing I mean? if you ain't doing it on the table. Bro, just because you're not feeling my level of turn doesn't mean that I should stop being as turned as I am. Oh, it's essentially the, what, I, what I'm getting, the vibe I'm getting back you on all levels. You need to get on my level. Yeah, nah, this this chick is, is, is really wilding out, man. And we shouldn't have ignored Trump, and we shouldn't ignore her, because they have a noise engine and a brainwashed group of people with a with a entire network that is screaming to them you know racist orders to to fucking go in and 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 separate violently from from people who don't agree with you and so you know we definitely need to deal with that but that was that one was really worrying for me but um we'll go ahead we'll wrap up on that um appreciate you guys appreciate you guys for joining us if you enjoyed the show please feel free to subscribe to us on anchor.fm or on patreon.com um i did notice that uh a while back the anchor.fm um payment platform did a little shift over and a lot of our old subscribers you know it canceled out subscriptions some of them jumped onto the patreon but if you were subscribed and you know what i mean Please jump back on. Feel free. You, you know, I mean, updating content regularly. We appreciate everyone who has uh, paid for their subscription. Get um, your shit together, Anchor FM. I know. I know. But, uh, yeah, you can also find us on the social media, on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. You could also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Homies. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. Remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it, so learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us, and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy. <laughs>